When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. It's a Garcia Diaries! Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries podcast. Oh my gosh. It's me, Bethany, sitting here with my husband slash co-host, Anthony. Um, first of all, I have to say, this episode is sponsored by Dame Products, which you guys, we finally... Anthony's doing the vibrator sound. We finally have a podcast sponsor. We finally made it. <laughs> but anyways, we're back. We are back. We're back after a two-week accidental hiatus. Did not mean to do that, but things we... Have, things what been happened, rough babe? around here. It's been rough. It's been so rough. We got COVID, which... Oh my gosh, it it's kind of funny because no, I mean it's not funny at all. But I was telling someone like, "Wow, like we made it through this pandemic thus far without getting sick. We quarantined for months and months and months and we like lived through 2020 without getting sick." And like every like I mean, besides immediate family, pretty much everyone we know has like gotten it. Um, we've had several people actually pass away from COVID that we know. And so, which is terrifying, but anyways, we'd made it thus far without getting it. And then all of a sudden wasn't even really on my like radar anymore that we could possibly get it. Um, cause you know, you, like we pretty much stick to ourselves and stay home, but yeah, that somehow, shit came. somehow we got it and we have no idea how, but we did. It was rough. It was so rough. It was terrible. I the only thing I can really relate it to because you know how some people are like, oh, it's just like the flu. No fucking flu I've ever had was <laughs> that horrifying. The only thing I have to relate it to is like when I had meningitis and I had the worst back and neck pain, the vomiting, like it was the worst pain. That's the only thing I can relate it to that I've been through. But yeah. It was freaking rough. Yeah, it was it was tough. Probably the, the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life. <laughs> not even gonna lie. <laughs> For real. I'm like I'm like laughing, but it's not only because like holy shit, like we like there, made it through that. There was probably a moment when I was like thought to myself, like, I'm gonna die. Like this is this this can't be happening. Normal, yeah. There was a few moments where I was like, I think I need to go to the hospital. And then I would just fall back asleep um, in the midst of having like, you know, high fevers and vomiting and chills and all those and body aches. And then there was a few moments where I was like, especially when so Anthony was sleeping on the couch for most of it. And I was sleeping in the room and there was moments, I think, especially because he wasn't with me and he kind of keeps me grounded. And I think it was more so anxiety where I was like, oh, my God, like, what if? this is it like what if I wake up in the morning and he's not alive or I'm not alive like there was just really because I have like friends that have gone through this that 
have like gotten blood clots after they recover from COVID or they've gotten pneumonia or just like different illnesses from it and have gotten like just violently ill. So I don't know. It was pretty scary. Like there was definitely some really low moments for both of us. And I don't know. It was so weird how it happened too, because like I went and got my extensions. So this was like, like what, three or four weeks ago now. Um, I went and got my extensions and then Anthony, I got home and Anthony was like, I'm going to go, like, I'm so tired. Like, I just need to go sleep. And he ended up sleeping from like 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I was like, oh, that's not normal. Um, He slept through dinner and bedtime. And Ellis was kind of fussy that day. And then that night, Ellis just had like a high fever and she was vomiting and she was just crying nonstop. And then the next day, Anthony, Ellis, and I were just so, so, so sick. My first symptoms were like, okay, I was so, so, so sick all of a sudden. And I was just, my first symptoms were chills. Like I was freezing cold and I threw up and what else? I had a, I think I had a fever and what else happened? What happened? What's the big thing we thought you were fighting? A stomach flu? No. Oh, oh, I got my period, like, out of nowhere. I got my freaking period. And, do you want to tell them why I got my period or no? No. <laughs> okay. Um, it was kind of induced a little bit, maybe. But um, I got my period, which is the first period postpartum, so definitely a rough one. And then I also thought, like, everyone was telling me, like, oh, the stomach flu is going around. You have the stomach flu. So I'm like, okay, we have the stomach flu, whatever. So we have, like, a few days where we, like, are feeling really sick. And during that time was my low point. It was, like, during the nighttime, like, I literally thought, like, I need to go to the hospital. Like, my body was so burning hot, feverish that I thought I was going to, like, explode. And then Ellis was fine by, like, Wednesday night. So just a few days later, and then we felt like we were getting better, and like we thought we were fine, and we thought everything well, was good. You're saying I, I didn't feel sick at all. Like I had a migraine. That was it. Yeah, and but you I were like sleeping was, through the day. Like on Tuesday, we slept almost the entire day. I thought it was because my brother had been here for two weeks. We had been just hanging out, having a blast, staying up late, not sleeping, which we don't do. Yeah, we so just be like at the like, house, staying up till like three a.m. So I was just like, yo, like I have a lack of sleep. Like I just have to catch up on sleep. Yeah, for so, me it was like sickness. For you, it was like exhaustion. It was nothing. I just was tired and I had a migraine. So I thought. And then by Saturday, Anthony was like, I'm good. Everything's good. And I was like, okay, um, I'm dying. (laughs) Like, I feel so like Friday, I was completely fine. And then Saturday, I was feeling so sick again. And we were supposed to go meet our puppy that the lady like lives an hour away that we have been on the list for for a while. And I was like, I literally don't even think that I can like sit in the car for that long. Like I do not feel well at all. And so we ended up canceling that. And then the next day you woke up and went to urgent care because no, you felt the super. The next day I woke up with just as bad as a migraine that I had the previous Monday, except for yeah. my whole body was just like beat yeah felt like i had gotten hit by a train so i was like i was the one that was like okay i think you need to go take a covid test and like if you test positive then i'll get tested too which obviously it was going to be positive it was just downhill from there i don't don't know if it was like 
I don't know. I, I, I the only mental, reason psycholo- I, I don't know what it was, but yeah. Well, the only reason I was like, okay, let's get tested for COVID was because one, we like need to fully quarantine. And two, I was like, no stomach flu was lasting this long to, we, to where we're like almost a week later and still not feeling like ourselves. Like everyone else was saying that the stomach flu was like a 24 hour thing. I was like, how come I'm only getting worse? As each day goes on, I'm getting worse. And then how come you are like feeling gross and then you feel fine and then you feel gross and then you feel super sick? Like why? So, and of course he tested positive. I tested positive. We took the kids, every single one of them tested positive. Um, the kids had like minimal symptoms. I think Brooklyn slept through one day, Harlem slept through another day. And then Deuce woke up a few nights saying that he had a headache and towards the end Bronx had a fever, but minimal symptoms for them like definitely nothing compared to the symptoms that anthony and i which had which is a blessing because very much so i felt like a horrible parent while i was on the couch dying with covid um because i couldn't do anything for the kids so yeah it was but a lot of technology and uber eats and doordash we made it through i know for myself like i just have a lack of energy and like Still, if yeah. i do too much i just get really exhausted super fast yeah it sucks because with five kids i'm always doing too much so <laughs> yeah and then what else happened this week babe we had a death in the family we had a chicken die oh my so gosh our favorite chicken harlem went out in the morning and okay and i think it's anthony's fault because he said the day before he go what did you say you were like wow we made it through covid and like barely taking care of the animal obviously that he was joking like we the animals were very well taken care of they had food water shade all the things every single day no but like but on, like on we weren't like day, holding them on a yeah. normal day like we go out in the backyard as a family we hang out with the animals we interact like, like all day long the yeah. the week or, the week or two that we had COVID, like we were just trying to keep the kids like alive and maintain inside yeah inside but we were still sending them out every two hours to do ice and food and like all that kind of stuff but like, the kids could have been like cutting corners and we would have had no idea yeah and so um, I was like, wow, like we really made it through like Yeah, COVID. he goes, we made it through COVID like with the animals and everything. And I was like, yeah. And then that night we like noticed that Kimmy's not doing so well. And then we had my sister-in-law, well, my future sister-in-law is a vet tech. So she came over and helped us with her. We thought she was fine. Next morning we wake up, Harlem goes out and checks on her and she's just dead in the coop. Then Harlem like comes running inside, like crying. crying and yeah, it was, it was so pretty sad. sad. So we all went out to like help. Well, I didn't tell the kids to come up, but of course they followed us out because Anthony and I like, oh my God, we have to go. Well, she didn't. I don't think. What did Harlem say? She's like, come help me. Come help me. She didn't say like, oh, she's dead. Like we went, we walked out and saw her. And the other chickens were just like walking all over her. (laughs) So it's freaking sad. And then Deuce and Bronx and Harlem all started bawling their eyes out. And oh my God, we just like sat on the patio and like held them as someone who's not i didn't grow up with animals like i don't have that connection with animals that some people do like it was sad seeing my kids sad about it yeah like that's what broke my heart like harlem was really upset like yeah she was crying from like the get-go deuce and bronx like kind of fed off of her energy and the vibes that were going on but it was still sad rest in peace kimmy yeah rest in peace it's sad we don't get any more blue eggs i know that's like (laughs) a minor detail but 
Oh my gosh, she was our favorite. Like we loved holding her. She loved being held. And oh my god. Anyways, so so sad. We made it, but we made it. We're here, honey. We to made talk it. about it. Rest in peace to all the people who've lost their life due to COVID. That shit sucks. I don't care what anyone says. Like whether you believe it, whether <laughs> you think it's a hoax or whatnot. COVID fucking sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Yeah. No, for real. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out, like strangers. The community that we built is 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 amazing. Like so many people mm-hmm. were sharing their stories and just sending their thoughts and prayers, and I definitely felt the love. So yeah, for real. Thank you guys, and let's uh, let's keep this thing rolling. Time for a confession session. Okay, so. The first confession I have, I want to read it to you. It's a little bit longer, but this is something that someone asked for advice on. And I think that you are a really good person to ask because maybe um, what you've been through and your situation with your biological dad. She says, I'm curious, is it terrible to keep a bio dad a secret if they are truly a piece of shit and the kid is better off? Like it's heavy emotions for a kid. Wouldn't it be better to find out as an adult asking for a friend like and then she did with like a wink face. So obviously it's for her. So she has a kid. He's got a father that the kid doesn't know about. Yes. So it's like. And I'm assuming, because obviously the kid has to know that he has a father. I'm assuming that he has a stepdad or something that's raising him. Can you read that again? Oh my god! Sorry, COVID got my brain all messed up. <laughs> she says, I'm curious, is it terrible to keep a bio dad a secret if they are truly a piece of shit and the kid is better off? Like, it's heavy emotions for a kid. Wouldn't it be better to find out as an adult? Like that your stepdad's so the, not your so real dad. So the kid dad. knows nothing about. The kid probably. So basically imagine you are raised by Michael, which is your stepdad, right? But your entire life you think that he's your biological dad. Like you have no idea. And then that. I find out And then as you find an adult. out as, well, she's saying, is it better to find out and as an adult or should you tell them as a child? I feel like you wait too long. It comes back to bite you. Like as a kid, you can explain things without explaining an age appropriate so with us like in my situation where i do have a biological father then i have a stepdad my stepdad is who i call my dad who i've taught my children is my my dad yeah and you're not technically like he didn't even adopt you or anything it doesn't matter and none of that matters because you feel that connection to him as your dad they call my stepdad grandpa yeah tata um but we have had conversations to where I have to explain like, yo, I have a real dad, I call him a sperm donor, which is how I refer to him with my kids. And then there's Tata. And so I've, I've explained to them, like I had a dad that didn't want me and Michael, what your Tata wanted me. So, and he raised me and he was my dad yeah. and that's my dad. So it, it's made it a lot easier because their brains. But are, growing up, you also, you always had, you always knew that you had a dad out there, obviously. No, like my mom never tried to. Shield you, right. Or even try to keep me away from my biological dad. Like yeah. if he called, if one of my siblings called, she would allow me to go. Like she yeah. never tried to, to separate that. It, he just didn't want. He just wasn't a consistent yes. person in your life. So I feel like that made it easier the only thing with me is i had a dad to fall back on 
Like, I don't know in this situation, if there's no stepdad, eventually you start to realize like, hey, how come everyone else has dads, but I don't? I feel like if you try to hide that, it, it becomes a bigger issue in the future. Yeah. So my opinion on this, as someone who grew up with both of my biological parents my entire life. Um, so obviously my opinion doesn't have much say, but I think that it can be hurtful when you're, when your child grows up and they find out that maybe you weren't so honest with them. It can create some resentment and it might cause a riff in your relationship and you never want that to happen, especially if you're a single mom or you've been through a lot or whatever and you've raised this child on your own you don't want that to happen and you want your kids to always know how hard you worked for them and how much you wanted them and loved them. And so I just think that it could create some resentment if you like lie to them their entire life. But even if it's for protecting and And I, I I feel like it potentially gets the ball rolling in the the kid's mind or the adult's mind. Like, yo, what else are you lying to me about? Or have you been keeping from me? Yeah. Now I can only assume that there is a stepdad in this situation because obviously if you don't have a dad, at some point, the kid's going to put two and two together. Like, where's my dad? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I do think you have to have the conversation. And depending on the age of the kid, you don't have to have a super in-depth conversation. You can just have a surface level. Hey, you have a, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be I feel like R-rated. it's so hard, too, because, like, we're so honest, like, overly honest with our kids. Not overly, but I think we probably are a lot more honest than other parents. Um and our kids are so aware of like trauma that we have. And I mean, in age appropriate, of course, but they like know my dad's in prison. They know that your dad, your biological dad was not super duper in your life. Like they know all that stuff. So for me, it's like, why wouldn't you tell your kid? But at the same time, I don't know. I can, I can't put myself in that situation of, of course, I think a mother's instinct is to protect their child. Right. Um, the other thing is I asked my audience like what their thoughts on that was and so many people like it was so viciously split in the middle of like and people were so passionate either way of like yes hide it hide it hide it or no you have to tell him kind of a thing um tell the child and what someone said was like either way they're gonna need therapy and it's so true because it's like I mean here, here like I said I had both biological parents in my life till I was 18 and I still need therapy and therapy is something that I feel like anyone could benefit from. So like no matter what choice you make, your kid is still going to. Exactly. Like, you so know what I, mean? I think I, I'm, I'm on the side of tell the kid, but that's because yeah, me as a parent, I'm and Bethany. We've decided we're going to be open and honest about anything and everything. And obviously the conversations are going to be different as they get older, but we're not going to hold anything back. Now, back to your therapy point. I do think that no matter what you do as a parent, you're never going to be a perfect parent. So right. your child's always going to have to, or not your child, your kids are probably going to have to do some form of therapy in order to become better versions of themselves. Yeah, but like ev- anyone could. No, no, that's not think- that's not a that's not a dig. That's not a negative. That's like ev- anyone can benefit. I don't from think therapy. there's any perfect yeah, parents out there. Exactly. And I think once we realize that. We'll give ourselves some credit and, and grace. Some yeah. grace, exactly. So, all right. Next confession is: my ex found my Pornhub videos and shared them with my family. Can you 
Imagine. So this girl has videos apparently on Pornhub. Has a salty ex that went ahead and sent them on to her family. Like, that's kind of gross, though. Like, why would you send them to her family? Ew. Why? My question is, why would you have Pornhub but not OnlyFans? Like, <laughs> at least make, profit. Make that food pay for access. Like, at least you got a little money off of it. I don't know how Pornhub works, but I'm guessing you're not. It's not a payola. I don't know. It's not a paywall. I have no idea. So I, would, I don't. I don't think we know anyone that has videos on Pornhub, so we can't make a <laughs> phone call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's is is that like revenge porn? Can't you get in trouble for that? I don't know. I don't but think it's it, revenge porn because she put the videos up true. herself. It's not like he released them. He just found them. That's I just still fucked up. That's though. grimy. Like, yeah, it's gross. I want to know how many moving parts were in this because, like, <laughs> let's say like something happened to us, and if we had videos, and, and I shared those videos with people, like, eventually that could come back to our kids. Yeah. So I wouldn't do that. But like, I don't know. I just think sharing revenge porn is grimy like i don't think it's this is i don't think this is in the same conversation though as revenge porn is it not though no. he, he's she, okay he it's not i think it is revenge he, porn is when you release something out of revenge that's and what, i feel like that's what he did she she released this on pornhub it seems like a long time ago he just found it I, so it was already I would out say there it's the same him trying to get back at her is but that's not like legally what no, no, revenge no. porn okay. is. Legal, I still think it's a, yeah. ter- a sort of revenge porn. It's just disgusting of him, but whatever. Okay, next one. If a friend's husband is clearly gay, we all see it and talk about it. Do we bring it up to her? <sighs> no! Wait, 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 pause. What, what is clearly yes, gay? Like, is yes, he- thank you. What is does clearly gay touch, mean? Like, what does that mean? He's flamboyant. He's in touch with his feminicide. Okay, so a lot of straight men are like that. Like, okay, does he like vagina? Then he's not gay. Like, what? This Okay, this bothers me so much. I just feel like, who are you to put the label on that he's gay? Yeah. Like, and if, if they're... What if he's bi? Exactly. And then the other thing is, like, first of all, like, how dare you out someone... And then the second thing, if he, that's assuming he is. But this, the other thing is like, if they are having consensual, amazing sex, then why does it matter how he acts? Like, but, I don't get this at and all. And I'm just I like, I, I really want to know, like, what makes someone gay? Like, how, how I mean, can you, you look know at what s- makes someone gay, but no, you're no, no, saying no. what's her opinion like, of what, like. What are qualities yeah, him, what's that a him gay as a quality? married man, like. Okay, not not saying that it's not impossible for a gay person to like. Yeah, obviously that's possible. that's possible. But how how can you look at someone and say like that person's gay? Right. Well, I think that she needs to mind her own business. First of all, like that, just don't, just stop. <laughs> all right. This one lady says, "I've been married for a while and I still can't have sex or orgasms. Send help." She can't have sex? I don't know. Wait, how, what does that mean? Like, I feel like I need more information on this one, which is annoying, but like, how, what do you mean you can't have sex? Is it like a purity culture thing? Is it? That's uh, the only thing I can think of is like, you grew up in purity culture and sex was this bad thing and this horrible thing. And then all of a sudden you get married and sex is supposed to be this good thing. 
Yeah. Uh, that's what I, that's something that I can think of. And that's why we, I, I'm so against purity culture and like, just think about it. Like you're told for so long, like don't have sex. It's horrible. And you're a horrible person if you do. And then you like say you do. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, just have all this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I can assume. Yeah. So girlfriend, if you're listening to this, let me tell you. You say you can't orgasm. You can't have sex. Okay, you can't have sex, but can you use sex toys? <laughs> because, yes, you can. Um, if you can't orgasm, once again, enter sex toys. Like Maybe her, like, just doesn't work. I don't know, but I'm just saying, you got to try this. Okay, so you let gotta- me tell you about Dame. <laughs> no, but seriously, um... If you want to orgasm and you cannot orgasm, that is why I highly recommend Dame because it's, well, first of all, all the women that have bought them from my Instagram stories, I mean, I don't speak for all of them, but so freaking many of them have messaged me and said that they've finally experienced an orgasm for the first time, which is to me like a huge testament to what these toys can do. Um, So many of these women use them with their partner and like they don't use them alone which that's totally fine too but I think it's such a great way to like enhance your sex life with your partner um especially if you're someone that can't orgasm from like penetrative sex but the dame team actually just launched something new which is the power trip and it's a three-piece bundle of dame's most powerful products the palm the arc and the arousal serum babe you know about the arousal serum (laughs) We love the arousal serum because I feel like it makes orgasms like last longer and more intense. And then the palm is my favorite, favorite, favorite sex toy from Dame because I use it during penetrative sex and it makes the orgasms like come a lot faster, come. (laughs) And I always say that if you're looking to buy a sex toy, if you're someone using a sex toy for the first time palm is the way to go which i love that it's included in this bundle because it says that it's a great option for folks who are new to sex toys as they can sample various vibes at a discounted rate um it's powerful enough to satisfy those who know exactly what they want um I know I sound like an infomercial right now, but seriously, it's a really awesome toolkit and you can use the link in the show notes. If you want to check this out, you can use code Bethany Garcia for a discount. You can join all the babe. There was a girl that confessed this week that she used the day her dame product that she bought so much that she had sore abs the next day because it made her orgasm so hard. I think she was talking about the air in that one but which is another one that i love anyways but who else you know doing ads and confessions (laughs) at the same damn time we're just so proud that we finally have a sponsor for our podcast we're finally monetizing yay thank you dame if you want to take your sex game to the next level swipe up no you can't (laughs) swipe up wait go to the show notes all right you ready for the next one Oh my gosh, this is actually so funny because it says, oh, this is just a mini one. Ordered my first Dame vibrator, delivered to the wrong address. They opened it and then retaped with a bunch of laughing faces. So imagine your neighbor gets your box of vibrators. So they tape it back up and then deliver it to you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. Hopefully gosh. grandma didn't know what it was, you know? Uh, okay, so someone said that sometimes when he and his wife get it on, their cat tries to get involved. What? <laughs> it's fun on fuck with cats. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is what does that mean the cat Okay, tri- okay, I think I've heard of this before, but like I've okay, so imagine like we co sleep and we're having sex and like Ellis wakes up and is just staring at us. I imagine it's something like that. Like the cat's just like staring at you or trying to jump on you or trying to lick you or the, that's what I'm saying. The person said the cat tries to get involved. So the yeah. cat does it doesn't just sit there and look, it does something. Oh my god. Fucking sick. So have you ever heard that thing where like cats are obsessed with breast milk? And, like, people have, like, woke up in the middle of their night to, like, their cat licking their nipples and stuff. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I can literally can't handle it. Like, this is why I'd, I'm sorry if you're a cat person, but I literally can't, I cannot handle it. Like, Yogi, if I'm beating cheeks, you're out of the room. Our dog? Yeah. Yeah, no. locked out. Don't say beating cheeks. I hate that. Clapping cheeks. Oh, my God. All right. Someone said, my sister-in-law confessed she's in love with her stepbrother. Wait, so... Do you not like when people say they beat their meat? I don't like the, I don't like the word beat when talking about sex. Like I don't like that. <laughs> and don't and I don't like meat either. Wow, look at you just judgy judgy over here. <laughs> I just don't like beat. Like don't say beat. Wait, that's what you're doing. It's a- violent. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh so okay, but listen, this is all right, I'm, 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 listening, I'm listening. My sister-in-law confessed she's in love with her stepbrother to me the other night when she was drunk AF. So that's cool. That's a lot. It's a lot. My sister-in-law. So. So maybe not. Maybe she's not married to the brother. Maybe it's something like, you know how like my your sister-in-law is Hannah kind of a thing. Yeah, that's not like necessarily like she was in love with her stepbrother. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Damn. Don't love that. Can I tell you that it annoys me so much when people are like, can you do a poll on this? Can you do a poll on that? Actually, it doesn't annoy me when people ask. It annoys me when people are like, do a poll on this and that. Anyways, this person asked nicely. She said, but I didn't do it because I didn't see it. Can you poll how many women are okay with their husbands watching porn and masturbating? Um, Obviously, I didn't do a poll and I can't do a poll on the podcast. But let's talk about this. Because yeah, I feel like we already talked about this like the last episode. Okay, let's talk about it again really, really quick. Did you see on my story the guy, the girl that said that her husband's like underwear were filled oh, with jizz yeah. or whatever? But basically, this girl was saying that she like was taking a, a load of clothes to Goodwill and she found jizz filled underwear. <laughs> and she confronted her husband and said, like, are you cheating on me? Which, why would there be jizz in underwear? The underwear was still wet, right? Yeah. So it was, like, like why fresh. Would, yes. Okay. Why would it be... Why would he be cheating on you? And then she said she looked in there. He's absolutely 1,000% not allowed to watch porn. And she was like, I went through all of his history, and I went through everything, and I couldn't find any proof that he was cheating on me. I'm like, how would he be cheating on... Why would he have jizz in his underwear if he was cheating on you? His jizz would be inside someone else. Anyways... Um, Maybe he pulled out and pulled him up. But, like, she was making it sound like he's absolutely not allowed to, like, masturbate either. Which is, like, how do you control what someone else does with their body or to their body? Like, I think we've talked about this before, but, like, you said that you, like, never masturbate because we just can have sex. We, like, have sex all the time. But, like, 
I would never tell you like you're not allowed to do that because it's not my place to do that because it's not my body so I just feel like is that not like a real like isn't that kind of crazy controlling or like am I totally off here just feels very 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 controlling to like tell someone what they can or can't do with their body it does seem very controlling um I just feel like that's how I said with porn a while ago like it's just something that you have to communicate like Cause then you have like we had a I don't know how many episodes back where the dude just like jacks off all day, yeah. Then you have cases like that, so I think it's got to be something that you I just discuss. feel like most people are like most people have healthy habits and those are like the extreme when they're doing stuff like that. Okay, on the flip side, like a a woman that masturbates with herself, like to me, I wouldn't be bothered by it i'd be like yo like i'm right here in the other room like just invite me in like <laughs> invite me in <laughs> i don't know i just kind of feel like it it that does seem kind of controlling but it, it's something where to each his own like yeah in your relationship but in this case like this guy really just needs to get it off so yeah you obviously throwing down the law and saying that you cannot watch porn or whatever like He's still beating his meat. But just let the, like, and you don't need porn to masturbate. Like, let the let the dude whack it off. Like, what the hell? Um, or invite some the girl, guy in the room. One girl was saying, like, that when she's tired, she doesn't, she doesn't want to have sex. She, like, sends her husband in the room with lotion and her boudoir book. So, like, all the naked pictures of her and stuff. And because he's not allowed to watch porn. I was, like, kind of shocked at how many women are, like... Telling their husbands they're not allowed to watch porn, but that's besides the point. I feel like you gotta, but I feel like you have to respect that, though, as the partner. Like, I guess that's why I say that's why I say that's a very gray area, and it's situation based. No, yeah, but I guess you have to respect all. You always have to respect boundaries, but to me, it's like. But then again, I feel, I feel like, like these are the same girls that probably would be like horrified if they knew that their husband jacked off. But I feel like. Exactly, like, you have to voice, like, yo, like, I have to jack off sometimes, like, I feel like you have to kind of put the, if, if Does you, this lady think that jacking off is cheating? But if you're willing to tell me, like, oh, you can't watch porn, da, 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 like, it's not allowed, like, obviously, there's some sort of, something's there to where you know, like, I've either been caught watching porn, or you know I watch porn in the past, like, but or what? you're aware that the, your partner needs to be. Or maybe, maybe... It's like an insecurity about cheating or something. I don't know. Moving on, because I have no idea. <laughs> this one, here's one last one for you, babe. She said, I'm so horny. I would love three dicks in my mouth right oh now. Oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's a big ass mouth. I want shit. zero dicks in my mouth right now. <laughs> like, I'm the opposite of this confession. <laughs> Oh, it blows my mind that some people just walk around being that horny. Like, bro, give me, let me have some of that libido. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anthony's into that. like, can't really, can't really. <laughs> oh my gosh, these always kill me. But anyway, so three you, dicks in her mouth. <laughs> like that's very specific. That's very specific. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. 
So if you Damn, there's people really out here sucking three dicks, not <laughs> no! even my dick suck down. Oh my god! You gotta pull out a grapefruit, shit. Uh, okay, so listen, no more. <laughs> um, a few weeks ago, maybe months at this point, time is an illusion because of COVID. Um, I did a Q and A, and I was talking about how our parents didn't want us to be together, and I had so many people ask me like why would your parents not want you together and one girl was even like your parents know you best and like if that's what they wanted for you then you should have listened to them i'm like oh my god so i thought i kind of relate to that though because put any of my kids in your situation i would not i would do everything in my power i would do everything in my power to prevent try to prevent it Okay, so listen. So we're going to just go back in time. We're going to tell our story, kind of discuss exactly what was going on so that and way you guys ha- yeah, can understand. Yeah, so you guys can understand and then you can make your judgments. So <laughs> to fast forward, I realize Hannah's not the one for me. Oh my gosh. It's, it's Bethany time. If you're new here, Hannah's my little sister that Anthony had a crush on. And I always say that so, that's his ex-girlfriend. Bethany and I did Bethany the, and I. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the whole, like, not that I think about it, like, I think you were so stupid. <laughs> so Bethany and I dated. We would only see each other five days a week at school. He was a sophomore. I was a senior. Yes. And we... But we I, were like, we're only like a year apart. I didn't age. have a cell phone. I didn't have social media. Like, literally, the only time we saw each other was at school. At school. Or sports. Our after-school sports. Yeah. On the weekends, we didn't talk. I couldn't talk on the phone. Like I wouldn't hear from him the entire time. So, my parents went to this really crazy, like, strict church. Like, the rules were outrageous. Like, we didn't have a TV. We couldn't go to the movies. Like, we couldn't listen to secular music. Like, this, this church was crazy. Yeah. So, there was a lot of rules. Like, my mom literally told me, like, don't ever hug a girl because they're just going to, like, accuse you of stuff. So, like, at a young age, that's what was planted in my head. But, sorry, mom, I was hugging lots of girls all all through my life. I knew that shit was wrong, whatever they were doing there. I knew it. But, um, so there was, like, really strict rules. And... (laughs) What was that? Sorry, something in the background. I think a piece of ice fell or something. (laughs) Um, so I don't know how Bethany, like, I don't even know how I got out of that. Like, did you not ever like think like, oh, wow, why doesn't this guy ever call me on the weekend? Or like, why don't we hang out outside of school? Yeah. So it was weird. Cause like, I was, I was always honest with my parents and like, they knew that he was my boyfriend and like, it was not a big deal to have a boyfriend. My dad was a pastor and my parents both worked, worked at the school, so they knew Anthony. My dad was your baseball coach. Um, I mean, they and I, so we were religious too, and it's just weird because it was never a big deal to have a boyfriend. Um, but obviously, I mean, we were like super ingrained in purity culture, but my parents didn't know we were having sex, they just thought you were my boyfriend. So, um, yeah, my dad would have talks with me all the time. Like, why doesn't Anthony ever call you? Or like, why don't you ever text Anthony? Or like, why don't, why doesn't he come over on Friday yeah, night? Like, saying. that's what he thought a normal relationship and for a high family, schooler. your family, like, yeah, we had people over the people, all the time. So it was, yeah. 
so my parents would be like, oh, why don't you invite Anthony over on Saturday night for a barbecue? And I'd be like, um, like, I don't know how to contact him. And they'd be like, that's fucking weird. Or like, like, if I wanted to talk to you outside of school, what I would do is I'd call, because we only had a house phone. We didn't have cell phones. I'd call you blocked. If you answered, I knew that I could call you back because I didn't want to yeah. call you from the house phone. And then for some reason you miss the call and then call back and then wake up the whole house. So like I had this had whole, whole like system. system. Yeah. But here's the thing. Anthony was never honest with me that he wasn't allowed to date me. I never really questioned why. I mean, it bothered me, but I just thought like, oh, he doesn't and have a cell phone. At that point in my life, I was playing basketball. I was playing club ball. So like I was always like, oh, I have a tournament this weekend. Or I always had like yeah. some excuse and you were just like so gullible. <laughs> Sorry that I trusted you. So, finally, we, we did that for a few months. I mean, we started dating in December, and then I graduated in May. And this was like... So six months. This was had to be in June or July. So, six, seven months we did that. Finally, I, like, went to my parents, and I was like, Hey, yo, like, I want to date this girl. Not having told them that I had already been dating her for, like, seven months. Yeah, and I was graduated at this point, so. And so I went to them and thinking they were going to, I don't know what I was thinking, thinking that by some miracle they would be like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's date. <laughs> they actually took me to the pastor. So I went to my parents. They took me to the pastor and they were like, oh, Anthony wants to date this girl. Well, the pastor was like, oh, well, she doesn't go to our church and... If, she, if, the, if the person doesn't go to the church, it would never work out. And so... And then they were basically like, oh, if she comes to the church, like, they can start dating. But, but they can't they talk can't on the phone. They can't hold hands. Yeah, they like, can't talk on the phone. They can't see each other anywhere other than church. All, all the while, I'm over here on every lunch break just clapping cheeks. Like, oh my God. But whatever. That's just... I just feel like as parents, you, we got to stop being so naive and that's for another day. But pretty much the pastor was like, no, yeah. she has to come to this church. And I'm like, well, her dad's actually a pastor at the church she goes to. So she's not going to come to this church. Yeah. First of all, it, it, they just said no. And I was like, well, like that shit sucks. Cause like I went to my parents and they went to someone else. Um, that was what, whatever. So and I was for seven, 17 and he was 16 For seven months, point. it was hidden. Yeah. Like, my family didn't know. Her family knew. But, like, it, it was it was, a, it was a, a, a secret for seven months. And then... All of a sudden, your family knew. They knew that I liked you. And that was that. Was that. Yeah. And so, Anthony's parents both have, like, nine to five jobs at this point. And... It was summer. It was summer, and so I was coming over to their house every single day, and I didn't know that I wasn't allowed to be there because they didn't know about me. So one of these days, I just was over there like normal, My and his little sister, sister, his little sister Bianca, she was how old at the time? 11, 10? Yeah, they were, younger. they were young. She called Anthony's mom while I was there and was like, Mom, Anthony's girlfriend's here no, or something she's like Bethany. that. Bethany. They knew who you were. Oh, yeah. We all went to the same school. Yeah. She's here. And, and so my mom, Bianca, hands me the phone. And my mom's like, you need to get her out of my house right now. This is unacceptable. So I packed whatever I could, threw it in my car, 
told Bethany because your car was at the mechanic that day. Yeah. So I told Bethany, come on, and I, I didn't come back home. Like I ran away. But what I didn't know, what I later It seems came, so dramatic, but it was like, but like it was a culmination of so much stuff. Well, what it, I later and, found out in later life is after we had that, because this was like a week or two after we, they, they had took me to the pastor. Yeah. Is that my parents had told my siblings, like, if you see her or if you if hear anything about her, her, you call me. So my siblings did what they were told to do. But like, it was just years of like for me, like feeling like my parents aren't my parents. Like the church is, but like feeling like I didn't have parents. Like this man was the end all be all. And I, the pastor, the pastor. pastor. And I didn't feel like that was right. And this was just kind of like, I had already had it in my mind that when I turned 18, like I was gone. Like I was no longer going to be a part of the church. Like fuck that. I was out of it. This just kind of, Sped it up. Sped it up. And so ran away. And it was a lot of like religious and emotional abuse. Dropped Bethany off and I was like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to see you again. Like, yeah, it was weird. I was like, so all of a sudden, like a few days later, well, I think by the next day, Anthony's parents were in the church, my parents' church and saying, where's my son? Where's my son? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I haven't heard from him. My parents were like, we have no idea where your son is. Like, what the heck is going on? And they were, like, getting the cops involved and all these things. And Anthony was had run away. And I had not heard of him. And it was, like, several days went by. I drove away. Come on now. <laughs> I run nowhere. Several days went by. And I get a call. And he's, like, staying at his biological dad's daughter's house. Um, no. Stepdaughter's house. Is Cassie his daughter? stepdaughter stepdaughter anyway it doesn't matter but basically he was staying with a family member on his biological dad's side and then from then from there like for a month or two he kind of just like floated around to different family members houses at his non whoever's house and all the while his mom is like blaming me for it all which I mean I guess it's kind of my fault but I wasn't I, I saw you a few times like you weren't staying with me you didn't have a phone, you would be like calling me from random numbers and you'd go days without talking to me. It was so weird. And like, I was like kind of devastated through it all because like, I also felt kind of betrayed. Like what the hell? Like I thought we were real. I thought we were dating and all of a sudden your parents are like saying that we never were like, it it was just so weird and confusing. And so Anthony's the idiot over here that goes and gets so he's run away. He runs it, away from home and then he what? Okay, so I was a junior in high school and like after a month a, a school in Arizona starts in August so like a month had gone past and I was just like not doing anything and I was like why well, I, I can't live like this. Like I have to go to school. Go to school. So like I figured out a way to enroll as a homeless student like we like pulled a bunch of strings like I enrolled in school and somehow my name popped up in some database or I actually don't really know the exact story or like the school asked my old school for transcripts and they like alerted my mom yeah something happened so I was in school for like three days and then and then I was I he was like going to school in Glendale and then I happened to be living in Glendale to go to 
Glenoe Community College to play softball. I could to you. Yeah, so but also to your nana's because you were staying at your nana's house, that. and she lived like 15 minutes away from me. But basically, I like talked to you that morning, and then all of a sudden, I didn't hear from you for like days, and I was like so scared. I had no idea what happened. So, so yeah, somehow my name popped up in some database. It alerted somebody. My parents. My parents got alerted, so the police actually came and got me out of my class for that I was in and took me back to my parents, and all because I wanted to go back to school. Like, I couldn't be, I couldn't allow myself to, like, be a dropout or, like, not, you know what I mean? It just wasn't something that I could do, and once again, I'm back home, like, I'm shut down, like, my parents are... Like, not... He wasn't allowed to use the home phone. Nothing. He wasn't allowed to... Like, they took him out of the school that he had gone to with me. They put him in public school that was, like, a minute from their house. Um, so, Anthony would, like, use people's phones to, like, call me and talk to me. So I, yeah, I would make friends yeah. and then, like, use their phones so that way I could, like, keep up, <laughs> keep up with Bethany or, like, let her know that I was all right. Yeah, and then I would, like, drive all the way to Mesa, which was, like, really far from where I was, and, like, an hour away. I would drive at, like, 6 a.m. so that I could, like, pick him up on his way to school, and then we would, like, hang out, <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> for, like, an hour before school started, or there would be days where you would just ditch school, and, yeah. But I just, I just go back to, like, you were so dumb for doing this. I know, but I was in love with like, you. Like, I knew I was funding one of my kids driving across town every, like, every few days, I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> like, I'm so glad it all worked out. But, like, yeah. in, in, like, retrospect, I'm like, you were, like, the chorizo must have tasted really good or something. Oh, I don't my know. <laughs> God. So. Oh, my Lord. Um, I got picked up in September. Yeah. And by the way, all the while, my parents are like, why are you... No, you're not with him anymore. You're not dating him. And I'm like, I mean, I turned 18 in October. Yeah, you already moved out. And like, yeah, so but this was all on your... I was 17 still, though. So, and they were funding my life. I didn't have a job. And when I turned 18, too, I was just like, no, like, you guys are not in control. But then I still kind of was like, okay, like, are we broke? Like, we would go weeks without speaking, but then I was still in love with you. So, like, September... To October, like we saw each other maybe five, six times. Less, probably. Well, I was in the process of trying to get emancipated. Uh, if you don't know what that means, it means you become your legal guardian. Under 18. Under 18. So like I had to do all this stuff to prove that I could be my legal guardian. And he had to prove that he was like being abused, like emotionally or whatever. And Pretty then- much just had to prove that. It wasn't a good fit for me at home. Yeah. And that I could take care of myself. And so he needed a job and all that all stuff. All this other stuff. So October 31st was my emancipation court date. I remember because it was Halloween. So September, so two months go by. Like we don't see each other. My emancipation, the court date comes and the judge just kind of just shuts me down. And that gets denied. Yeah. So. I'm like, fuck, like, I'm 16. And by the way, like, his nana and your tias, I think they all supported you getting emancipated, right? They were all there. I had a lot of support from family. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, to get emancipated, you have to show that you can do it on your own. It's it's a whole crazy process. He wasn't making enough money, yeah. Um, October 31st, the emancipation gets nine, and we were, like, so 
excited for that day because yeah. we kept telling we ourselves we could like, finally be together at that day, that day it, it's all the cards go in our favor i had like a journal and it was like counting down to that day <laughs> and the judge shuts it down and just like fuck like i'm only 16 like what are we gonna do now and i was 18 at that point could have gone to jail at that point like i just kind of like sulked for a few days and then my parents were like all right like obviously you being here is not something you want to do like it's not good for anyone they pretty much said like you need to find a place to live if you want to move out you, you have to be able to live on your own you're not going to go live at your grandma's house on sleep on the couch they pretty much just wanted me to if i was going to move out i was going to do it on my own the right way and yeah. really be self-sufficient so finally i don't remember exactly the day but they, i found a room to rent in a halfway house like oh my it God, was I this, hated that the place had bed bugs i paid 500 dollars. i was making seven dollars an hour I paid $5 a month, and I never lived there. I just—I think just, we went there one time. Like, I went there one time with you to spend the night, and the people next door to your bedroom were having sex all yeah, night were, long. Like, loud, addicts. bang, on the wall sex. And I was we couldn't sleep because it was so loud. I was like, this is horrific. Yeah, so... So this is in November, so he finally gets his, he gets his own place. Like, we're back to seeing each other every single day. He's still going to school. And it's like, oh my God, like, we can finally be together. And I ended up moving back home from Glendale because I was like, I was, how do, I don't know how to explain, but like, it was like the worst depression that I've like, uh, that I had gone through to that point. And I just wanted to go to school and focus and like be with you. Like, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to play softball anymore. And all of a sudden <laughs> I got pregnant <laughs> with Brooklyn and we find out and it obviously happened like in November but we found out on New Year's Eve of 2012 and that was that and since that moment we've been inseparable ever since I mean since before that so we were like literally so young like I was 18 and he was 16 when I got pregnant and then he turned 17 like a month later but Oh my gosh, it's crazy to so, think like, about that. So like when we that. say like that my parents literally didn't want us together, like there were times where my mom was like, I'm going to call the cops, like you're 18, yeah. he's underage, like. There was only like three months of me, well you were still 17, so that's still underage I guess, but, but um, and, we got married when we were 18 and 17 so, years but old. But once, once we found out that Bethany was pregnant, like my mom was like. I kind of her guard kind of like dropped and like she was like you need to take care of that baby yeah she was like you know what you need to do you need to take care of the baby and so we found out I was pregnant New Year's of 2012 we got engaged and moved in together in March of 2013 and then we got married in June we're about to celebrate eight or nine years I I can't count eight Eight, I think Eight (laughs) eight years of marriage in a few weeks oh my gosh it's like all that to say like I don't know if I would let my kids go through that with anyone. I would never want my kids to go through that. But look at the life we built. It's just crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what's crazy about it. It's like you never want your kids to go through anything hard. And But I also feel like we're never going to be the kind of parents that are, like, so controlling that 
they would put us in the positions are going to be different we would never put our kids in the positions that we were okay but let's just say one of our kids dates someone that's who me like they didn't know you know what i mean like your family had no control over my situation you had no control over my situation i was never honest yeah you know what i mean so it was kind of like how how would anyone have known we will literally move to a different state <laughs> to afford our kid going through what we went through. Oh, uh, my gosh. Tough. But, I mean, luckily yeah. it all worked out. And yeah. We're here to talk about it. Yep. Facts on facts. Anyways, that and it, I feel like that's, like, the short version of the story. Yeah, there's, and like, like, little details. De- and- there, we kind of jumped around a lot. But if you are wondering, now you know. That is the story all about how my life got turned flipped upside down (laughs) oh my gosh all right well you guys can follow us on instagram at the garcia diaries and at sir garcia sir garcia diaries if you don't know we have a patreon and you get bonus episodes every week as long as we're not dying from covid um you can subscribe by going to patreon.com slash the garcia diaries and you can hang out with us some more um you guys are amazing and thank you so much for listening we are so appreciative of our community here and you guys are amazing if you want to leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, we would super duper appreciate it and yeah we will see you guys next week peace it's a gosh daily